Yeah, I'm feeling good. I mean, it's February, you know, like it's time. It is that time of year where you can finally get into college basketball again. Stretch. Feel ready. Finally get into it again. Florida State and Duke is on. I know. Welcome back to the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Neer. I can't even remember the last time I was with these other two clowns who are in studio with me. Taylor Pilkington's to my left. I'm here. He's the EP. I'm alive. And Vegas Mike Jaffe is also in the house. He has a full beard now this time of year. <laughs> yeah, There's that's definitely right. some gray in there, which I think is a nice touch. Yeah. You look very distinguished in your gray beard over there. Mm, thank you. Yes, things have gone down. You know, I, I, the bunker life has hit me hard. You we know? need to play a game for our fans to guess Mike Jaffe's age because everyone pictures you as a 300-pound man, first of all. Right, which, which, which tells is not me the I case. Don't, yeah, which tells me I don't breathe well. I need to start breathing better as I uh, talk to you guys <laughs> on air. <laughs> Maybe I just sound like eternally out of breath. And now I have just put the image in everybody's head that you have a, a grayish beard. So that, that's fantastic. Well, the last time we met, you know what? how we closed? You and I were laughing at Wake Forest being mm-hmm. a nine-point favorite against Boston College. It's No, it's still funny to me. <laughs> I know. It was hilarious. And they they covered, did cover. They, they, they double covered. Cover. They won by 18. Yeah, that's right. And a lot has transpired it. You're since You are welcome, then. America. <laughs> I'm glad. How are you in your locks of the week this year? I don't know. I don't We've keep, only had about five. I right? don't keep track. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't <laughs> recorded that much. Mike's so. undefeated still. I, I think yeah, that's I'm very impressive. Yeah, seven to know, or however many episodes. We've I'd had. like to call myself 500. I have no clue what I am, but I'd like to call myself 500. Yeah, it's a new, you know what? I'm just starting to get into this college basketball season. I'm in. You know what got it's me time. in last weekend? Really? Yeah, it was. A, it was a couple big games. You I know, was, was it Duke North Carolina? Was that it? Was that what did it for you? Let's talk about Duke. North we Carolina. have to lead with that game. Did oh, I say so you, good? Uh, my experience watching the second half. No. So I switched venues. I switched watching venues at halftime. Oh, you did. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's that's a big move. So were you at home for the first half? No, I was at a friend's parents' house. Oh, for a gathering. That's. What, I mean, I'm at the, this age. I'm 30. Right. You know. Parents are my friends now. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, like, friends' he, parents are my friends. But does your friend live with his parents? No. <laughs> and then we absconded back to my friend's house. Okay. And the best part about it was he didn't have regular ESPN. He only had above the rim. So I oh, got above the-, the rim angle for the Trey Jones, throw it off the rim. It. I, I was taken aback when I saw that basketball just flying at me. <laughs> You know, I had whiplash. It was great. <laughs> well, you know I only like to watch games in the above-the-rim angle mm-hmm. with techno playing in the background and no sound. So, yeah. You're that's really, you're you're a real Picasso. <laughs> that's the only way you could feel the heartbeat of the ball, guys. Well, look, Florida State just took the lead. Yeah, that's, that's right. their first lead of the game. Yeah, that's Did nice. Did you know that? Well, no, they, they had the 2-0 lead. Oh, oh, yeah, now they're 36-35. Yeah, good job. Top of the oh, second Oh, wait, half. there's a foul. It's called on Florida State. See? Shocking development. Yeah. If you've been watching any of this game. Yeah. Okay. So, so anyway, so you're watching the game. So you're, you've watched the first half uh, with your friend away, and then, uh-huh. you're, then you're like kind of like in a more comfortable space for well, the second half. you know, I started mocking Alex Okada when he hit that three, and then he got a big chest bump from either the other white guy or Hurt. I can't remember who it was. Jack White or Hurt, maybe? No, not Jack White. The other white guy. Not Jack White, not Hurt. Joey the other. Baker. Yeah, thank you, Taylor. I, I'm not <laughs> Good with names this year. 
<laughs> just do a rundown. <laughs> yeah. And then he did a big chest bump, and then I made a comment. I made some kind of sarcastic comment. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Chest bump at five down with 130 to play, and Carolina mm. has the rock. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Oh, the well, old that, congratulations from Luke. That, yeah, that backfired quickly. <laughs> Thankfully, there weren't any Duke fans around to throw it back in my face. I don't even know a Duke fan. So you don't know a single one. Not you one. do. I guarantee you do. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like all the statistics, like oh. one in four people. No, that's actually, okay. <laughs> I do know one do. Duke fan. I do, but he he actually went there undergrad. So okay. he's not one of these New Jersey cats, right? Who just I don't know. Who bought a JJ jersey a long time ago? Yeah, has the gear. <laughs> so Best the, so the basketball shot game in the history of college basketball. So he talked about it in the post game how he sidestepped a little bit to the right and he practices the angle of throwing it off the rim. Oh. You didn't yeah. hear this? No, mm-hmm. I did not. I didn't hear that in the post game. He practices yeah. it. Oh, see that's good. That's like that guy uh-huh. in that um like European and did you ever see that? There's like a European viral video of a guy like throwing mm-hmm. it off the backboard and said he practiced it like every exactly. day and hit the corner three. The you angle what, was almost the same. Can I tell you what would have been helpful in that game if Carolina had actually practiced taking free throws and if they had learned to do that. <laughs> they lo- they missed almost 20, 17. right? And they 17. Yeah, that'll do it. If and they also, didn't do my boy Playtech dirty. It's never yeah. a good idea to just be matadors <laughs> against a Duke or any team. I'm trying to think of other good examples. It's never good to be a matador when you have the lead like that and just let them get to the rim every single time because they're going to get fouled or they're going to get a layup. Right. right. You got to build a wall mm. to quote Stan Van Gundy. Was that deliberate <laughs> or just bad defense? I thought it was just bad defense, but you're saying it was like they were just letting them. Yeah, it seemed like they were playing guarding the three point against line. the three point yeah. line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, overall though, and watching the game, I mean, what was your what was your feel for it? I mean, obviously, North Carolina has been awful this year, but Garrison Brooks was unleashed a bit. Oh, I liked it. Thought he looked good. He finally you know? played well with Cole Anthony on the yeah. floor. That's been a big topic amongst Carolina fans. Can these two coexist? Because Brooks was he had two of his worst games in conference play when Anthony just came back. Mm-hmm. It was just non-existent. Right. It was the BC loss, and then it was, what was after that? I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, and it's hard. You know, Cole Anthony's so so ball-dominant. I don't know how I feel about Cole Anthony. Can I say that? I was really high in the preseason, and I think I've done a complete 180. He's got some James Harden in him. Yeah, I mean, he was your preseason player of the year. He has Russell Westbrook more than James Harden in him. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. He was your preseason player of the year, Cole Anthony. Was he? Yes, Oh, I remember I've made that. so were... many mistakes. <laughs> Guys, why do you guys keep track of what we say early on in the year? <laughs> because generally we're pretty good. It's I mean, terrible. I picked the top three last year in a row, like but, three ducks. But I mean, Taylor, you've never picked the top I, alone. I, I keep hearing. I wouldn't know. I don't keep track. I keep hearing that this is the worst loss in North Carolina history. Like it is just like a full-on gut punch. It moves into ten and thirteen. Three and nine in conference. Okay, I'm a voice in the wilderness, or I'm a, just on repeat saying this all week on my show, on this program, on you know podcast, whatever you want to call it. It felt like the Austin Rivers game. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. heard that from I a lot of people. I heard that yeah. too. Yeah, from well, tw- every, well, that means people are stealing things from me. Well, no, it's well. Also, it was the anniversary of well, the who Austin said Rivers that? game. Oh, well, that's not fair. So there were a lot of articles written about it, it was yeah. the day to yeah. Well. The only difference was that game, Carolina were favorites. They were much better. They had Henson and Zeller. And when they returned to Cameron, they laid the smackdown. It was 20-2 to two in the first five, five minutes of play. Oh, nice. Yeah. So maybe they do the same this year. No, it's not happening. <laughs> because they're the worst team this year. Last That, that year, year, they were They better. were the better team. So mm-hmm. you on take, the floor, 
Would Verdict Carry fouled out? Yeah, that was it. I thought the game was over when he fouled out. like, that's out. it. Yeah, that's it. But then the overtime momentum when Duke had the four-point lead in overtime, I said, that's it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you and then Carolina goes on a 9-1 run. Right, right. What a game. Game of the year, in my opinion. As, you, as an ACC fan. Do you maybe. take anything positive for UNC from this game? Because my feeling was the entire game, I was like, oh, this is a fluke. Carolina was up the entire game, double digits. And I was like, I'm sure Duke's going to come back. And then it got to, you know, there was that point four minutes left and Carolina's up 13 or something with four minutes left. I was like, Carolina's going to win this game. All right. We're <laughs> and that was when it all started going downhill. I should so what, what do you mean like taking something positive? Do you take like, what? can they win the ACC tournament? What, what do you do? I, I don't know. Taylor. I, I'm Taylor. Not even, Taylor. Like what is left for them? Have you been paying attention? That's what I'm asking. The do you take left, anything positive? The only thing left for them this year was to beat Duke or win the ACC tournament. They got one more chance to beat They're Duke. They're not winning in Cameron. It's not happening. Mike, back me up here. Uh, they are not the better team. Yeah, I don't think they're going to win again. <laughs> I'll say that. So, um, yeah, this was one of the last ledges to fall off of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, And they, they fell. Yeah, it's tough. But what about Duke? I mean, you know, obviously Vernon Carey has been such a beast this year, but you know, Trey Jones. You love Trey this Jones hipster Duke team so much. I, I do, can see I it do. deep down in <laughs> You cannot. I've been waiting to talk about this I team. I thought they for were months. the best team in the country, you know, a couple months ago. I think right now, if I'm th- looking at teams that I would bet on to win the national championship, Duke to me seems like a perfect fit. I mean, they they to me are the a perfect little blend for Shusevsky. They're not like kind of a three-headed monster where you don't really know where everybody wants the ball. They seem more, at least <laughs> to me, like role defined. Yeah, they seem like a team that actually knows where they're where they're supposed to play and knows what their role is on the team. And I love that. And I think Trey Jones has been great lately. I think he's a point guard that you can that you can win a national championship with. And I don't know that I would have said that, you know, two, three, four months ago. So Well I'm just really glad that the Louisville Cardinals, who are my preseason ACC number one pick, got the win in Cameron and had the tiebreaker and are still a game up. So this, I mean, you and I, were, we're going down to the wire here. Right. With our right. predictions. Yeah, no. I, I don't know who, who Taylor picked. He might have picked NC State, for goodness sakes, to put in the league. Well, I let's not remember. talk about it. We'll skip over it, because I do know who <laughs> But I'm still on Louisville. I still love that team. I think they're the best in the league, and I think they're better than Duke. I don't know if they're the best in the country. I think Gonzaga's the best in the country. Mm. Okay. Hot take from me. I know you weren't expecting that one, were you? I was not. Just throw you off guard. I was not. That'll uh, maybe when we get to my mid-major we'll minute, uh-huh. I'll I'll pick you out a team that's better than they are, even, and we'll go that's further okay. in you the NCAA tournament. This is San Diego State. <laughs> what? This is the year of Mark Few. It's all parting for him. The C is parting for Mark Few this year, much like Andy Reid. It's just all going to work out. Oh, that's a, oh, that's a nice little reference. I like Andy Reid. Um, you know what's interesting is that as bad as this college basketball season has been, as in it's like been atrocious. you know the teams haven't been playing well, it it's actually seems to me to be the most blue chip year ever. You know, it's like if I were to pick a Final Four right now, it'd probably be something like Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, and. T- Maybe Gonzaga. Maybe Gonzaga's in blue there. Blue blood year, you mean? Yeah. I you mean, said just, blue chip. I oh, did I say blue chip? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not familiar blue with blood. that term. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, blue blood. Blue you had that blood. movie on your mind. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, where's, great great where's film. When you need him. Yeah. I've always been more of a, I'm a huge Nick Nolte fan, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, they went to an interesting angle at this Duke uh, game. Oh, is that, is that over the I room? wonder if Kevin Phelan Real Estate is tweeting right now. I know how he loves those angles. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so I, I'm a big, uh, I'm just a big Wendell Moore fan too, I think, man, 
Kid can guard anybody. And you, he can guard anyone. And you want to adopt Stanley. Yeah. You want him in your family. You talk about him so much. You and probably Matthew have a picture. Hurt. I mean, come on. How do you not love this team? I, anyways, it, I just love it. They, everybody knows. Everybody it was knows a foul on Playtech. <laughs> it was. It was heartbreaking. Oh, absolutely. It was. Of course. Taylor, please continue. Hey, you guys remember when Coach K yelled at the Cameron Crazies two weeks ago? That was some bullshit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think every single coach in the ACC this year has had some sort of like well, breakdown moment. Well, Capel knows where the bags and the bodies are buried, so it, you know, he's just oh, yeah, covering all point. his bases. That's a good point. I that's mean, a good point. How did, how did the mean, national media not see that? They were all confused. I don't know. They were confused. We've never seen anything like this before. Did, like, are you serious? Nobody stood up for so, Cherokee Parks. Let me say no. that, okay? Other storylines from the weekend. How about the fall of Virginia Tech? Ooh. Man, Who I saw that one coming. I didn't. This is like one of those teams that I don't even want to, can't even talk about anymore. They're well, outside my vision. We just mentioned they fell. Next team. I was Virginia just Louisville. trying to, talk to, to talk to Mike about, about Virginia Tech before we walked in. Yeah, for, Taylor for some reason still thinks Virginia Tech has a chance to I, uh, make the NCAA tournament. I believe. Realistically, they're only, let me just clear this up for anybody that's not been watching college basketball or hasn't been following it. There are only five teams from the ACC that even have the potential to make the NCAA tournament. There are three, ironically, that can make the Final Four, which is Florida State, Duke, and Louisville. No, really? And then yeah. there are two, I, two, I think, that can maybe barely <laughs> squeak in, but right now are outside of it, according to the most recent net rankings released on February 9th. And those would be Virginia, which are on the first four Don't out. worry, Virginia's getting back in to defend the title. It's happening. Okay, if you say so. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to hearing that. And then Notre I Dame. so ready. Notre Dame is your fifth team, which, of course, you guys know I love to see. They're on the next four out currently. They are your 70th team in the uh, net rankings currently. So, Luke, you say you want to talk about Virginia-Louisville. Let me, let me hear your thoughts. Because it was a good game. the barrage at the Yum Center. Louisville came locked in, which doesn't always happen, <laughs> i.e. the weight game. Do you remember they were trailed by 12 and a half? I do week? remember that. They came locked in. They got Louisville's best shot. They withstood it and rallied, and they did it. While Huff and Diakite, who I think are still the key to this team, were below average. That's a great sign for Virginia moving forward. They did have an all-time Waldo heat check game, which is a great experience also. Right, yeah. So how many threes did he finish with? Have you ever heard him talk? He's got... I mean, he's Italian, so this is his second language. Mm -hmm. But it's just he's a great interview. Yeah, is that right? (laughs) After the game, he like, Thomas, I mean, you know, you wanted to get the win out here, but, I mean, you had it going on, and he's like, I'm really... Mad and sad, we didn't get the win. He was legitimately bummed. I love that. Oh, anyway, that's great. But let's talk about the exit. I just happens? want to go back. This he is a, that is a it's threes. a yeah. He was seven of ten from three point range. It's a big deal for UVA considering he shot like forty percent from three point range in junior college. They expect him to be a good shooter. The beginning of the season, first half of the season, he was so bad. I mean, He's he also went, coming back from injury. Right, but I mean, he went like 0 for 6 in that Vermont game. Right. And just like, I was like, oh, he is not, he cannot deal with ACC play. <laughs> it's over. So this is a good sign for them. I also was a little bit worried with UVA considering Louisville scored at a really high clip against him. I know it's in the Yum Center, that sort of they stuff. They 44 like, in the first half, right? Yeah, and their efficiency numbers were like off the charts, like 1.36 per possession, which is... Oh, Here's the formula is, for Virginia. It's not good for it? UVA. You want to hear yeah. it? Here's the formula. If Clark plays well, if Clark has a good game, things are looking up. 
If you want to be at your absolute best, if you want to be at blowout potential, which has only happened once this year against Virginia Tech, you need Clark and two others to have good games between Key, Huff, Diakite, and Waldo. Yeah. Those are the only candidates. So, it's not happening for Casey Warsaw. It's not happening for Cody Stabman anymore. So what? I really want to know. I'm interested to hear your take on this. So that's my theory. Kihei plus two. If you get that, Virginia's yeah, looking I mean, the whole The is, whole narrative has been like... This is the most interesting like, thing right now to me is that Virginia's bench minutes or a total of 16 minutes. It's nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nothing. Everybody else was playing 40 to 30. I think the average starter minutes I thought Kafaro would be playing a lot more minutes. was like 35 minutes well, a game. Luke, so let me ask no you. Bench. So the narrative has been after this game what I've heard a lot is like people saying, "Oh, if I told you that UVA was going to shoot 500 or they were going to shoot 500 three-point range, they 50%, were going to get you, mean? you know, yeah, they were going to like 1.24 points per possession and score 73 points." You'd feel good. You'd feel great. So what's what's up? Louisville can win in a variety of ways, though. Okay, they are. I think they're an excellent team. So it's it's just an out. It's Louisville being good. It's not here's the what happened. Virginia defense having trouble. Virginia went on the crazy run with the Walletted side threes, right? I think the turning point in the game was when Chris Mack got teed up, mm. because the officials immediately shifted after that because the upsetter was great. Can we give a big yeah. round of right, applause? Yeah, that was place was live. loud. Yeah. They were, it was lit. Yeah. As the kids say these days. I didn't know that UVA was <laughs> the designated kids do say that. as their coastal rival. Did you know that? Of course I didn't. Oh, yeah. Where have you been? I don't know. I just, who the, who <laughs> the designated that? He's been in the cave. But they replaced Maryland. Of course. Why wouldn't they? I didn't even yeah. know they Two designated those things. So anyway, it's yeah. good I'm scheduling. Turn That's why on. they had such a lengthy winning streak because they play them twice every single year. Oh. They have nine in a row. That makes more sense. And people okay, are excited yeah. that they broke that curse. You guys are in front of this stuff. You guys read the ACC Luke, I just want to note to you that this beard that you mentioned about Mike, I saw him like two days ago and he had zero beard. That's amazing. Like he grew that in about from zero to 60 <laughs> this in, face in me one day. two days ago. Also. <laughs> and it's just to you. Oh, yeah, you should see me. Back I mean, to my point. <laughs> that technical shifted no, the officials, <laughs> and then Louisville said, okay, we're going to drive to the rim, and David Johnson, if he gets grazed, he's going to the line, two free throws up and in. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the uh, they've just got every whistle after that Mac technical. I, fi- I feel like if that doesn't happen, maybe the game plays out a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Diakite also, uh, the the ISO hero ball at the end, I know some, some of those were decent looks. The three-pointer was a good look, but it, I just... I don't like that stagnant look from Virginia. I thought that Clark and Waldo Tensai were controlling the game as far as I, I wanted them to have touches. I didn't want ISO for Dickey Day. And that's what happened. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, and good good on Louisville, man. They're they're great at uh, winning the games they need to within the ACC, man. They, you brought up this point at the beginning of the year, though, and I still can't get my mind around it. Whenever Enoch got the ball in the interior, good things happened. No matter what, yeah. great things happen. They right. just don't do it. Right. They they just don't work through him. Yeah. I mean, five of six. He can the take field. anybody one on one in the league. Yeah. Anybody. Mm-hmm. And he's a great passer. I don't understand it. They they let Wara work with the ball, and then when they're not doing that, they allow kind of fresh Kimball to run those pick and rolls. You know, sometimes with Malik Williams, sometimes Dwayne Sutton driving the ball. I, I don't know why you wouldn't work through Enoch exclusively, but look, they had plenty of success offensively, though. I mean, they shot 60% from two-point range and 40% from three-point yeah. range. I mean, I mean Mike, you, you're you talking about, it. you're saying Duke is like your team right now. Yeah, I, I kind of... Lean towards Louisville here. I don't know if Luke is with me on that, but like, I, mean, I do, you think I, I'm gonna 
change you're my not stance. Gonna, you're not going to jump off the ship. I mean, no, I had them in the league. I was one of the few. I think they're going to just keep getting better. I mean, David Johnson is only really played like half a season so far, so that's a big, big deal. He's coming back, and they have lots of guys who can score. And you know, they only really went inside for like part of that game, and then the rest of the game they kind of like were more perimeter oriented. It's just they can kind of do it different ways, and you need that in a tournament. You can't be one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. So I thought it, I was pretty impressive to go against the defense and score that many points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, Louisville's legit. Virginia is still. Plus, you got to just drag me into like you know, admitting that I'm with you on Duke. So. You know. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. So you got Duke and Louisville. The, the, uh, the Florida State's lingering. But I mean, Florida State though. I mean, they still play Louisville again. They play one more time this year, right? And, and it's at the Donald Dell Tucker Center. That's right. Because they won Home at game. Louisville. That's Louisville's low in the ACC loss. Home game. Hmm. I mean, what do you think, Florida State? Any way that they can make a Final Four run this year? Thoughts? Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? The, everybody's bad enough to where they can... All right, how about this? Let me let me give why you something not? in your wheelhouse. Yeah, Devin Vassell. 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 Devin Vassell. First team All-ACC. He's been on absolute yeah, he's fire. Been, really good. been on absolute but we fire were this. We were on this a long time ago. Here's the guy nobody mentions about... When you're talking about Florida State, who I think is just the absolute Neil Turner, is Raekwon Gray. Oh, I was hoping you would oh, say that. No. That's my Neil Turner. <laughs> <laughs> you said, oh, no. Oh, no. You did. Yes. You gone dirty. I'm, I'm doing a, a Google image search for Raekwon Gray. Gray. I like. Don't I like talk to... about his weight. Don't you dare. <laughs> no, I would Don't never. I would never. No, but you're right. I mean, he's a, he's a point forward. He's Anthony Mason's illegitimate child. I mean, yeah. he, he absolutely runs shop for Florida State. You're, I also will right. say, I know his percentages are not good from three overall, no. but it feels like whenever I watch him, he's making them. <laughs> his percentages aren't really good from anywhere. No, uh, he's, 40, he's don't, 43% Don't look the at field. the numbers. Very Quan Gray passes the eye test. He's look, amazing. There, there are, eye test. There are players. Eye test. That's right. Florida State, I think, across the board passes the eye test. I yeah. mean, they have five players that I think are absolute legit players in any singular game the question is can they ever really play together and it's really you know you have Forrest obviously the leader of the team kind of the the Trey Jones of their team if you will I think he's at times a better version of Trey Jones you have Vassell who's been absolute on absolute can I fire this year on? PJ MJ Walker yeah yeah, dude. MJ Walker's tough, man. He's he's kind of a head case. He's also kind of like a... Uh, he's the I got this guy on yeah, the team. Yeah, yeah he is. You're like, what are you doing, MJ Walker? You're taking an 18-foot two. Right, Contested, right. fade away. Like, I, what are you doing? You, if you, swap you have out, Devin Vassell in the team. You swap out MJ Walker, you put in Anthony Polite, like a better role player. I think in a lot of, in a lot of ways they can be better. And then you see, you have Patrick Williams, obviously, like the, the five-star recruit, who I think has come into his own recently. I think he struggled a little bit earlier in the season, but recently he's putting up double digits. Um, and then obviously Raekwon Gray out there doing it. That's his French-Canadian version. To <laughs> dig back into MJ Walker for a second, I thought immediately it was because he's being asked to do more. It feels like he has to do more than last year. So I went and checked, and his usage rate is way up relatively from last year but he actually his numbers are better than last year's too mm-hmm. like his efficiency numbers are better than last year's which is interesting because if you had asked me i wouldn't have said that from watching him yeah yeah you would think that he's worse. Yeah. yeah 
I mean, he he caught fire kind of in the middle of the year where there was a point where you're like, oh shit, like MJ Walker. He's he's like totally legit, and he's actually going to turn it on. But I'm telling you, the difference maker. You talk about needle turner, balsa caprifica. Oh, here we go. I don't again. actually don't know. His here last we name. go again. Balsa is the you got man. It. All right, he is he is the absolute stud. What watch come tournament time, they're going to be that's going to be the guy that moves moves. I just like the fact that he force. wears number five as a center. I think that's my favorite part about him. Yeah, it's slimming. It's I mean, slimming. they have like ten guys that can throw at you, and like always, it's classic Florida State, and they just throw a bunch of guys at you. They're all six, seven or above, and half of them are like seven feet tall. And yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, also, they occasionally run into some trouble, like the Pittsburgh. Virginia kind of stuff where they let people out rebound them and have if the shooting goes off they they run into trouble but they're, they're pause, very bad. Can we pause the tape? Defensive rebounding. Can I just say this, Mike? Did you hear what Taylor just did there? He did the sports talking head guy, Florida State. Listen, they're going to be long. They're going to have every guy over six seven, and you know what? They're going to be deep and they're going to work hard. They're going to be up in your grill. And everybody who says this thinks they're, I don't know, they're breaking news. And Taylor just pulled it off. So well, I just want to give him a round of applause. When we start talking about just want to give balsa him a round of for 60 minutes, well, I have to like, Tell us something we don't know. Uh-huh. Florida State has a lot of guys over 6'7". Yeah. Unfortunately, I did just deep. notice Balsa's only getting about nine minutes. Yeah, he doesn't play that much. But he yeah. got hurt. He, okay, He's working his way back in the lineup. Well, you're irrational about him, and I like that. Yeah, I'm well, irrational about a lot of players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's how I became the driver of the J-Hub bandwagon and still am to this day. Oh, really? That's unfortunate. Um, how about another team that really matters? The only left of the, the teams that we re- ever really need to talk about for the rest of the year. Oh, let's go in. Do you want to talk about Notre Dame now? I'll, do I want to? Of course I want to talk about Notre Dame, Fine. man. Let's talk about this little winning streak, this four-game winning streak against trash teams, three of them coming at home. I'm not a believer. I don't see it. This this streak, yes, they're on a four-game winning streak. They've they've won the games that it's they needed to win. You know, but to quote it, Christopher Walken from What a Crash, it's trash. The, it's the four games coming up that matter most for Notre yeah. Dame. It's going to see whether or not they get into the NCAA tournament. They are away at Virginia. And then it's a loss. A couple days later, they're away at Duke. That's a loss. And then they're home at North Carolina just two days later after having to travel to Cameron. Is that a big Monday game? It is a big Monday oh, wow. game. That's correct. Um, and so, they really... No. Unlucky on the scheduling this year. In my mind, they this is the one they've circled it all you know all year long. This is the one week stretch where they got three games in six days, two on the road at Virginia and at Duke. If they win two of these games, I think that they are in the NCAA tournament. You think they circled it as if, wow, we're ready for this, or they circled it like I don't know. A, a call for help. help, help no, us. Literally, like you can you can pull up a Mike. Can we Bray. not do this? Can you we, can pull can up we a Mike this Bray. One? You can pull up a Mike Bray press conference from before the season started, and he literally like throw the get, lob, throw the lob. He gets mad at the ACC for setting the schedule like this. He believes that it was no. inconsiderate. Yeah, it's because uh, they're biased. <laughs> That's against the word the he football. used. Inconsiderate. <laughs> yeah. So this is inconsiderate. Um, they're treating but, him like a half member of the ACC. That's what they're doing. You you know what? That's that rings. How too great have the press conference has been this year? They've been phenomenal. Huckleberry Hound has been on his game. He's been he's my number one. He's he's leading the pack. Mike Bray's been up there just because he got fine. And Shashesky wore an eight with a blazer on top as a seventy some year old man. Wait, he wore a jersey? He an eight jersey? Yeah. It was what it, like a Kobe jersey you get from Walmart. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
It wasn't like a real one. It was like one you get from Walmart. But I mean, that's so on brand for Coach K, though. How many recruits do you think that Coach K has gotten just because Kobe and LeBron said, well, you know, if we would have gone to college, we would have gone to Duke no, to play for it, Coach K? You know what? And then LeBron showed up in Charlottesville for the UVA game last year. Mm-hmm. His press conference almost finished, and then somebody had to ask the questions. Hey, did you know LeBron was going to be here? And then he's like, well, well, you know, we're friends. And he texted me, so I didn't know he was going to be here. So, did, yeah, you're right about that. Did he throw that out there? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, it was just a layup. <laughs> just served him up in a little layup. Anyway, we're, uh, Anyways, it's Roy's been great this year. I've loved his Timberay. All, better, all better the coaches day. are going through a lot of mental frustration that the ACC is just terrible this year. Yeah. And all their teams are like the same. No, I think these- Leonard's been in outstanding form though. Yeah. The Twitter account. Uh, yeah. It's definitely him. There I don't think he has any help with it. You don't think? It feels like him, doesn't it? I, I think that there's there's an agency somewhere. Oh, come on, there's Taylor. A, there's a Tallahassee a half- Tallahassee agency. I can't even say the word. That's gonna <laughs> win some award. Guy. Come some on, I know some you webby. <laughs> For letter handled, is he even verified? A guy working an agency that builds ads for people like this. So there's somebody building those ads for him. Trust me. All right, Mike, can you continue to bore the rest of us and all our listeners about your Notre Dame exes and news about this team we've been watching for way too long? They're all back from last year, and they finally they got a little winning streak together. If they if they make the tournament, they're a second weekend team. All right, that's the first thing to note. That's the most ridiculous thing I've the heard all day. The second thing is... I actually, you're right, whoever it is that makes the tournament for the ACC besides the top three, I can't wait to bet on them. <laughs> and that, I'm, I'm actually being completely serious. I think Virginia Syracuse terrible. Like, I think, lucked their way in. I would definitely go in Syracuse. I think Virgi- they lucked in. I think Virginia will probably make the tournament. I think Syracuse oh, has a good... Oh, my God, really? Sh- They're yeah. so bad. Yeah, they'll probably make it. <laughs> They've only beaten Florida State all year. You guys are giving them way too much I think credit. They'll, they'll, no, they'll they probably haven't lost get in. by a lot since Purdue. Purdue and <laughs> South Carolina. They haven't lost by a lot. <laughs> they don't lose by a lot. They're always in that's, it. That, that's weak tea right there. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think uh, Notre Dame has a shot. I think Syracuse has a pretty good shot, and they've been playing really well lately. I'm looking at one note about Syracuse. I didn't realize Buddy Beheim takes so many of their shots. Mm-hmm. And I guess I kind of knew that, but I looked at the numbers. It's ridiculous. You've Him, been snoozing this basketball season too. I have. If you didn't I just, know that. I, I just like haven't been putting it together intellectually. Anyways, uh, but let me tell you about the real team that's really going to make the tournament. These teams are worthless. No, stop. stop let me tell stop. you. We'll, my minute, my minute to talk about. The NC State Wolfpack coming oh, up to make no, the tournament. Okay, how do you hijack my Notre Dame? Because like, we don't need to talk about it. We got it. We got it. You don't even. We didn't talk about <laughs> a single player on their team. Mm-hmm. Catholicism. We did it. <laughs> we covered it. Uh, okay. Go on about Gear. NC State. I'll come back to Notre. Prentice Hub. Let me the talk most to you about CJ player Bryce. I've seen in years. Okay, go ahead. Let me talk to you about the CJ Rice. CJ Bryce. CJ Rice. Who's yeah. Notre Dame is going to smoke Virginia. The CJ Bryce. They're going to smoke Virginia here at JPJ. <laughs> Let's just have two separate conversations. It's going to be Luke tomorrow. Can to both. Whatever you can do. Mike I bet and I are going to argue. We're going to duel over this. And Taylor, you could just talk to yourself about it. <laughs> the line is probably going to be six or seven. Doesn't matter. Take money line Notre Dame. It's not going to be close. Okay, I'm done. Go ahead. No, I, I believe in Notre Dame too. I feel like now we're just fighting for it. Regardless of all these teams, my feeling is that they're all going to be bubble-ish, and one of them is going to get in because the committee feels like we should just let a fourth ACC team in. Like, well, that's wrong. That's but that's what's going to happen. You know, that's what's going to happen. They're going to all look around and be like, "Oh crap, we should let one of these teams in." Okay. And and they're just going to like probably none of them deserve to be in. Honestly, I don't want to watch like 
you know, I, I don't want to watch Wisconsin Green Bay well, well, play on, Notre hold on, Dame. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Aside from so, NC State. I mean, have you paid attention to the SEC this year? Yeah, everybody's bad. I, I'm aware of that. Well, the Big Ten, I think, is solid. Yeah, the big. what about the Big 12? Top heavy. Really top heavy. But they have so many teams. I mean, it's like Baylor, Kansas. So they don't. That's, West Virginia, that, those are the three. Texas Tech? You don't think we'll make it? Texas Tech is a solid Texas team. Tech is going to make it, for sure. I mean, they're they're better they're than almost every team in the ACC. <laughs> Oklahoma will probably make it. They might. Right? They I haven't looked at the, the, the net rankings. Make it. Anyways, I'm sorry. Taylor, were you gonna about to make an argument that NC State <laughs> was going to possibly make the tournament, even though they have the same identical record as, it, as Notre Dame? I still don't believe it's here's, here's Let me tell you the moment this season when I saw through Luke's eyes, okay, what he sees when he looks at me, which we really don't want to talk about. It. We probably don't want to know. But when I was looking at the NC State-Miami game mm-hmm. uh, this past week. You watched week, that game? No, when I was just like looking at it in the run-up to the game, before the game, and I, I was I like, "Thank God you and, didn't watch that game. I would, and, I would have serious worries about your and family I was like, life and your priorities." <laughs> and uh, and it was a must win for NC State. And I was like, "Oh, it's <laughs> oh never, it's never good that it's a must win." <laughs> right, right. Right. That's a bad sign, right? You know. But NC State plays Duke twice and Florida State once, and they play Syracuse tomorrow night, which is a huge game. So that means they have four losses coming. How is that a huge game? Syracuse is not making the tournament. That's a big game. And right there when you talk and- about Florida State and Duke twice, those are just games they're going to lose. <laughs> they're playing Syracuse on the road. That's a tough game. So they beat Syracuse. They win one of those tough games. They win the games they're supposed to. That's the record for getting into the tournament. Oh, look, the Florida State's back up again. That's, that's the special sauce. Um, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I just, I just are the odds stacked against them? Maybe, but everybody loves an underdog story. This is America. No, well, that's right. The Kevin Keats era, man. It's it's been it's been a trip. Mike Ever? is just locked into Florida State Duke right now. I know, I'm I know. about He's to join us. Yeah. The best part about Mike this season, ladies and gentlemen, is he likes Duke because they are a hipster version of Duke. Yeah. And this is <laughs> I, this is the hipster year of college basketball. Everybody says it's bad, and Mike's like, "Hold up, now." I'm yeah. in. Yeah, that's right. I'm. This is the best year You're of college basketball I've ever seen. It's amazing. I don't see for people that like. It's an amateur sport, and nobody's really that great at it. I mean, like, <laughs> it's not the NBA. It's a beautiful time to be watching college basketball. I'm gonna rake as soon as for March Madness this year. I mean, it's gonna be perfect. But with that said, should we venture elsewhere? Oh, like around the country? It's time. It is time. It's that time of year. It's time. So what else are we going to talk about in the ACC? Really? I mean, I I don't talk about any of those anyone that's not those five teams. I refuse to acknowledge NC State you or do. Syracuse. <laughs> I tried to bring up Virginia Tech to you in the car, and you were just like, "Oh no, I can't <laughs> talk about this." I was like, "No, no, no." One thing I will say: the Boston College Conference record is one of the most miraculous things that's ever happened to the league. Seven and seven right now. Right? Yeah, is that true? Seven yeah. and seven. One of the most ludicrous things of uh, they're the worst team in the league, and they're seven and seven. Six mm-hmm. and seven. Six. six and seven. Okay, close enough. On anyway. the back of a former Duke player. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that crack. It was nice and loud in the mic too. Uh, I thought we weren't going to talk about other teams. I mean, no, we do have other teams to talk about. So let's get into it. Should I lead this off? 
Please do. I'm not picking a mid-major, by the way. I'm saving that for you. And okay. maybe Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can all go. We can pick our national teams, and then I'll do my own mid-major minute. How about that? Are you ready for so my team to look back. out for? Yeah. At the Penn State Nittany Lions. Oh. The it's Lamar a team Stevens to watch train. You've yes. always liked them past couple years. I've got news for you. They're on a six-game winning streak right now in the oh. Big Ten. Oh. That's a thing. Tough conference. It's Are a real thing. Are they on the road? Yes, they're winning at home. They're winning on the road, and I think the the new uh, the numbers are are backing them up. They're 14th in Ken Palm. They have a good rim protection, despite the fact that they don't have a ton of height on this team. But they're just big. They play big in the interior. If you ever watched them, you've got Stevens who's just hanging around the baseline. I love that. I trust him in the post. I also trust Watkins. I think he's been really good this year. As far as his two-point percentage, it's not a team that's going to light you up from three-point range, but they're like, uh, here's my best way of characterizing them. You know those SMU teams of the past? They're a rich man's SMU. Oh, okay. All right, without the Larry Brown drama. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I foresee them going up against some mid-major team in round one, mm-hmm. and said mid-major hits a bunch of threes in the first half, but then they slowly... You know, the law of averages comes into play. They're on the offensive glass. They're getting in ones. They're just getting easy baskets. And eventually, the, the tide's just going to turn. I can see them as a second weekend team 100%. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. Penn State. The uh, only problem is we're taping this on a Monday. They head to Mackey tomorrow, ooh. which I think shouldn't even be characterized as, you know, the seventh layer of hell ring. It's. <laughs> I think it's just hell at this point, right? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. E- I don't even sure. think you need layers. Yeah. Yeah, it's just no, yeah, it's just I, straight he double hockey sticks. Is seventh seventh lowest or seventh highest? I it's forget. The highest. I forget my. Dante. You should know. Yeah, you should know that. It's Come been on. a while. Okay, that's my team. All right, who you got, Taylor? Oh, let me t- first of all, let me talk to you about the Creighton Blue Jays. No way, you're doing Creighton. Yeah, love them. Why? Because you know I'm. And a- the best part is I know you don't listen to other podcasts like at Our- all. And Are so, they popular? I've heard I've heard a lot about them recently. Yeah. I let me tell you why I like them. <laughs> I also am super surprised. Here's why watched, I like them. You watched a single crate game. I year. am drawn. Do you even get FS1? You might know. <laughs> I do. I paid for that package. All right, all right. So uh, I um I'm you might notice from my uh predilections for other teams, I'm drawn to flawed teams. Uh-huh. And I like Creighton because they play fast, they shoot lots of threes, they know who they are. They're not even like, you know, the best team otherwise. <laughs> and defensively, they're going to run into trouble. But I just love, they know who they are, they know what they're going to do. I just want to see them go bombs away. Big test tomorrow night, or excuse me, Wednesday night, go into Newark to play Seton Hall. Ooh, do you worry is- at all about Greg McDermott at this point? No. You're you're just full speed ahead with yes. Greg McDermott as your head coach. Absolutely. I'm all in. Okay. Look, I mean, Greg McDermott and Kevin Keats will be running the Taylor Pilkington University program in, you know, 2032 or something. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, they're getting six points at Seton Hall. Take them with the points. Great opportunity there. Okay. Well, they're getting, you say they're getting 12? They're getting six. Oh, six. Six. Yeah. 
Oh, well, Miles Powell could put that out there. <laughs> yeah. Blink. That's a, that's a Miles Powell 15 seconds. But yeah, still, exactly. well, don't worry about it. There's a reason they don't let you bet on uh, New Jersey teams in New Jersey. That's right. Don't ask questions. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Well, I like that angle. Um, so I guess we have – wait, where Creighton plays in the Big East – Who's your team? Where's your team? Who's your team? Luke? Penn State, Penn State, Big Ten. Big Ten. All right, I'll cover. I'll go A ten. It's been. I've been a. Oh, big, it's been a great A ten year. Been this, a great A ten year. Um, Luke, you were all over Dayton. If you actually go back to the first episode, you were actually like, "Oh, you guys got to watch the Dayton Flyers," um, which was surprising to me. Um, and then Maui happened, and everybody just took the take away from me. They stole it. Yeah, they took it away they from stole me. the precious. I'm sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, the precious. <laughs> I, was, I was just in on ground zero, though. But uh, I'll stay in the A-10, and okay, I'll take a, a team that's a uh, fringe tournament right now, but I think is uh, it's, is a team that can make a serious impact, <clears throat> and that's Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rhode Island is, and right now they're on a 10-game winning streak. Okay, nobody's really talking about them. I, I think there that, was almost an altercation though. What was it? Two games ago when they were playing. Um, when they were playing UMass. Yeah, because you and I texted that night for the first time in months. Right. Right. Or, <laughs> I well, I only text when Fats Russell is on the floor, so that's and probably what the it altercation was. in the handshake line was. Hey, I was entertaining. Yeah. Made Sports I mean, Center. You know, I just I just like Rhode Island. I think that they're a very predictable team. I think that they what they do they do very well. I think they're hyper connected which is something that I look for in teams. I think defensively, they're a very strong team. I, they're not very big, um, you know. so they've had trouble with teams like LSU and Maryland, for instance. Um, but they have you know, upperclassmen guard play in Fats Russell and Jeff, uh, Jeff Doughton. Um, and they're kind of like their Batman and Robin there. And then down low, they do have, they do have some strength uh, as well with Lang- Langevin, I think is how you say it. And then uh, Tyrese Martin is kind of their glue guy. Um, if you really want to back it out a little further, they're actually very similar to Notre Dame, which is probably why I like them. Um, but they're much better defensively. I think if they make the tournament, they're going to they're gonna give somebody some serious trouble in there. I, I really like Rhode Island this year. I'm really hoping that they – can make the tournament then we'll have a uh, opportunity to watch them play i think this is the year where the committee does select a lot of mid-majors and just makes them two bid leagues mm-hmm. it's their one chance right yeah i mean why not right i mean i think the a10 is a three-bid league in my right. mind right I now so too. i mean uh, you know vcu rhode island dayton. and dayton vcu has uh dayton at home i think next tuesday um, so that's a huge game for them. And, you know, right now in the net rankings, I think Richmond is in the first four out. Um, so they may actually be a four-bid league. So, anyways, the A-10 has been hyper-competitive this year. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with Rhode Island. That's, well, you that's know what? That was, I don't think that counts as Mike's mid-major minute. I think you have to go somewhere like the Big Sky, I think, <laughs> to actually constitute a mid-major minute. Wyoming! Talk I mean, to me about Wyoming! I think a lot of basketball fans are familiar with the A-10's work this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they're so, definitely... Let's cue the music. It's time. you got to pick somebody else on the spot. Okay. Mike's mid-major minute. Here we go. <laughs> um, Clock is on. All right, guys. You guys know for a long time last year, uh, one of my primary campaigns was that the SoCo was a two-bid league. All right. And I, we actually achieved. We achieveth as Wofford made the tournament mm-hmm. last year. Yes, we can. Um, as an at-large bid. This year, you're going to get what I believe is the most talented mid-major in the country 
ETSU. That was my third team that I was really hoping would make it last year. ETSU is going to make some serious noise. Just just think Ja Morant and uh, and Merce, Mercer. No, uh, the the Racers Murray last State. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I always get that confused with the Racers. Anyways, they got Hodges and Boyd. <laughs> the who bacterial lead, disease. You know, it's very similar to what I just described in Rhode Island. You got kind of like an upperclassman backcourt, and then you got like kind of bigs that like to rebound, connected defensively as well. They like to turn people over, um, and they're – I mean, any team that's in the top 20 in defensive – All right, time's up. Oh, no. Top 20 in offensive two-point percentage, you got to love that. So, anyways, <sighs> keep an eye on got ETSU. I'm excited to go to AC with you and drink a SoCo and Lime <laughs> and root for ETSU. Now, that is something I can get behind. Can we do that together? Are you going to come to Atlantic City? Yeah, why not? Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> you right. sound so excited. All right. That is exciting. I've got that, to leave after work, though. Okay. <laughs> I have to, I have to, That's fine. That's fine. Check my you schedule, can, though. You can leave after work. You can drive me, and I will drink in the car. Okay. This, this, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Which is good for me. It's so far. Well, we'll do it anyway. Back so to far. mid-majors. Okay. As we wrap up this conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're talking about the SoCon being a two bit, just two bit leagues all over the place. Mm-hmm. I think this is the year we see it. Okay, you think Liberty could get in at large this year? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Your boy, your boy Richie McKay out mm-hmm. there doing doing work. He's in a the friend, A-side. actually. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, I've interviewed him multiple times. Really? Yeah. Scotty James is still there. Don't forget, folks. Yeah, they upset Mississippi State last year. Ben oh, all never all saw I think it. about is Walker during that. Howland I never hear... saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got to pick games, right? Oh, Let's pick some games. You got I some got lines? S- I got some good ones for you. All so, I'm looking forward to is Northeastern Moneyline Part 2. I don't know which team that's oh, going to be gosh. this year, but it's happening that again. That was a mess. You just kept going back to the well, too. You just couldn't – I mean, you were going back for halftime. It was amazing. Yeah. Anyway. Let's I, go. I got a game for Mike tomorrow. First of all, Notre Dame okay. at UVA. What's the line? I know how you feel about this. UVA, four-point favorite. God, give me Virginia. This yeah, is, Notre Dame, no-brainer. No, nah, Virginia no is brainer. going to. They're due for the waxing game. I'll take UVA here. Yeah. Uh, no, can we talk? break this down a little bit more? Sure. Yeah, go for it. Virginia has so many different players to throw at Mooney. They have so many different looks to give them. You can put Mamadi Diakite on him. You can put Huff on him for Stitz. You could throw Braxton Key on him. You have so many options defending Mooney. I am not a Prentice Hub believer. Like I said, I think he is state-of-the-art vanilla when it comes to playing basketball. Um, Fluger is rarely engaged. He's solid, but rarely engaged. I don't see him as a guy who's going to put up 15 or so tomorrow. And I think Virginia's found a little something with going back to sides. They're running sides hard. They're getting three-point looks through it, and they're doing different stuff with Walda Tensai. They're running him off screens, running a baseline. It's it's not as simple as it looks on TV. Mm. And if Clark plays well, they got the home crowd. People are back engaged again. Yeah, just give me Virginia. Mm. Four points is not enough. Mm. I tell you, watching Virginia this year, I've at times thought that they're the worst team in the country. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's brutal. It's painful. I mean, but at the same time, you don't you don't often get a four point line. You know, Mike Bray has defeated Tony Bennett one time. He's one and eight against him, mm. and, and I, he's been absolutely worked 
half of those times. Mm. They've just been ugly. I think it's going to be a good Virginia defensive effort at home in a follow-up to when they didn't have a great one against Louisville, and I think they'll score enough points in front of the home crowd to against a you know middling at best Notre Dame defense. Mm. Yeah, I'll say uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, I'll take Notre Dame. Okay, plus yeah. No, all angle? those arguments are good. You're all probably right. You're probably right. Um, my angle, my angle is that I believe that the Notre Dame offense can create shots for itself. I do believe that. Mooney will have a hard time with Diakite. However, I believe that he's crafty enough and has shown promise against Diakite. I think he's shooting plus 50% from the field against Diakite in those matchups. I do. The big actual concern for me is TJ Gibbs against Braxton Key. I think Gibbs has been a, you know, I think he's maybe number one in the ACC in three point shooting right now. I think that Braxton Key offers length to bother his three-point shot and I think that Notre Dame does come to rely on that I don't expect to get a lot out of Fluger um you know Jawan Durham maybe maybe might be able to produce something but you know I I do worry about Notre Dame's ability to score in spots but I think that Mike Bray's creative enough offensively and I think they run enough offensive sets to get shots at the right times and they're better shot makers than Notre Dame than um, UVA is. I just I don't see UVA. Which team is more, more desperate? 50. I think that Notre Dame is. They consider mm. this the game to get them into the NCAA tournament. So I believe they are more desperate than UVA. UVA just won a national championship. There's no desperation that comes after a year ish ago. Yeah, I don't. I don't think UVA. It, it is, is Gibbs and and Dane Goodwin have been shooting lights out. Yeah. Yeah. So well, Tony Bennett loves an underdog. He's got Rocky posted up in his office. These are the teams he loves. He lives for these teams. Just like every college sophomore. This is what pumps him up more than anything, more than last year's team. This he's is, standing up and he's coaching like crazy. This is one of those games Instead where, of sitting down last year and like, Luke, okay, you're, you're talking okay, me into wanting to bet on Notre trio, Dame. Just magical stop, trio just last year, just, okay, win this by is, 20. This is one of those games where Luke stops texting me after the second half. Like, starts <laughs> Mike, already Mike I cannot wait. You are, you are not going to hear the end of me. This is exciting. I'm going to be in your dreams. Next game. I, I didn't expect to get this excited about that game in all it's honesty. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Michigan State. At <laughs> Illinois, Illinois, your one point favorite at home. Wait, what? Who wait, are they wait, wait, what are we doing? Michigan State. At, are we're there going no more out, ACC games? We're going outside the ACC. No Ooh. more the rest of the week. No, they no, just we're going to cancel the week of ACC we're, games. We're mixing except them for in. tomorrow. We're mixing them in. I, I'm saving my favorite oh. game for, for tomorrow for the ACC for later. Oh. Michigan State at Illinois. Illinois, your one. This point is a nice favorite. game, actually. I like it. This this is tough because Michigan State has really struggled recently. Give I, me the Underwoods, baby. I love the lost Underwoods three at home. In a row. It's only Illinois minus one at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes! Why am I picking with Luke and everything? I want Illinois too. Yikes. I thought I'd be the one person picking Illinois. Um, this is a game I would absolutely stay away from. Yeah, I, no I, doubt. I would never bet on this game, but um, I would actually go. I think Cassius Winston is a, a mighty fine ball handler. I don't see him turning it over that much. I think that that is critical um, when playing against Illinois. And I, I like him in Tillman, Tillman's pick and roll game recently. I think big, Michigan State hits enough big shots from three. Uh, I'll take Michigan State plus one. But I think Illinois is better. Here's a fun one that I just want to throw out there because of the line. North Carolina at Wake Forest. Wake Forest, your two-point favorites. <laughs> this is what it's come to. Wake Forest <laughs> has been favored a lot this year, and you guys have been surprised. I'm guessing it's at Lawrence Joel Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Yes. Say that fast. Yes. Mm. 
Joel Coliseum, as I call it. Yeah, give me Wake Forest. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? As it, have, Why has, not? Why have the Tar Heels really fallen that low? Yeah. Actually, Wake Forest has been pretty good, but I'm still going to take UNC. No, yeah, wait, Just, what am I doing? I'm yeah. hoping. I'm what, reaching. I I'm what reaching. am I? Uh, this is a terrible game. It is bad, but I just loved it. I would not touch this game. Let's go to the real. You know what? Give give me North Carolina too. I've switched. I need to pick an underdog. I haven't picked one yet. Okay. Mike, do you want to make a pick? You can't can't wager on games where you don't know what the player's motivation is. And at this point, I have no idea what North Carolina is playing for. I agree. Um, I mean, Cole Anthony's trying to get drafted. Yeah, exactly. He'll already be drafted, but whatever. He should have said. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't hated Wake Forest all year, so sure. Why not? I mean, North Carolina is not good, so. Yeah, um, on yeah, the road. Give me Wake Forest, I guess. All right, here's the real one. The bubble test tomorrow. NC State at Syracuse. Mm. Syracuse, five-point favorites. <sighs> mm. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Mm. It's not enough. It's not enough. That's my initial reaction. I'm just I'm trying to give you guys the tough ones here. No, I mean – is DJ Funderburk in shape yet? Yeah, he's been pretty good. <laughs> he's good. Is he still yanking people's thumbs? Just, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, that was good. Oh, I let me tell you that, right yeah. now, DJ Funderburk is not the problem. The problem is that they only have. Is like, it Kevin Keats? Is he the problem? No. The problem. The problem. I is thought that, that to myself. You in my think? Head oh, they're just today, unlucky. No, I know that's what you're thinking. And uh, I mean, they don't have enough guys. They've been hurt. You know, whatever. Dol- I'll make excuses that Dol- all day long. That uh, Dolajai matchup is going to be painful to watch for Dolajai. Let me put it that way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, but I, I still think that I do think that Syracuse shoots the ball well enough, and I just think they slow down NC State enough to win this game. I. I like an, I, I like Syracuse at home. Syracuse um, is a better matchup. team. Too. Yeah, I think yeah, they're, they're just better. Yeah, I think they're better. I don't think five is enough. So yeah, give me the Qs. I'll take NC State per the huge. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday, Kansas at West Virginia. Oh, now that's a basketball. Now this is a game. big game. Now that's here. a real basketball. I mean, game. I mean now well, pick this one. Can for I you. can I give you guys an easy pick on this one? Sure. I'm just gonna open the door for you. I'm mm-hmm. always on the wrong side yeah. of Kansas, no matter yeah. what I do. I love West Virginia in this matchup. So I you do should, too. you two should pick Kansas. Kansas. Why? Kansas. Because I'm always point. on the wrong side of Kansas. Okay. Kansas is the one point favorite in this if game. If I actually wagered close. my money on these games and my picks against Kansas, I wouldn't just be broke. I'd be in debt. I'd be in debtor's prison. Mm. If mm. I did. <laughs> just I, I'm always on the wrong side of Kansas. Huh. All right. West Virginia has been one of the underrated stories of this year. Yeah, yeah. you're right. They have yeah, an they have. unbelievable defense. Yeah. They are so good. They're I mean, so disciplined. And kudos to, you know, Bob Huggins, right? I mean, what a cool coach. Yeah. He's progressed from the stool. He's a different man. Wait, was the stool not cool to you? Well, I mean, I it always was a, loved it. Was it. A I thing, always thought but it was. What I'm saying, he's a man of change. And I love he's that. A, he's a modern coach. I also uh, like that this is the payback game. I'm, I'm close in Lawrence. It was. I'm, I'm basically I'm betting on Huggy Bear home. Is so I'm with favorite. Luke. I'm with yeah. you, Luke. West Virginia. I, Has I, West I Virginia think... lost a home game this year? I don't think so. I think they're undefeated. I, I still think that Kansas is the best team in the country, and right. I think this is the game That's that the... goes on to prove I that. I thought you just said you thought Duke was the best team in the country. Did I say that? Well, earlier for the other time. Kansas tied. is not the best team the in the country. Six, the Kansas six is or not... seven oh. other weeks that we've done this I don't this know podcast. if Mike and I have ever been this divided they're on tied. a college basketball season. We're so divided. There's no more dominant player in college basketball than Azubuki. And 
Devin Dotson is my favorite guard in all of college basketball. So they still do dumb stuff all the time. Both of those players. <laughs> oh yeah, here's a great opportunity for us. Let's do something dumb. Dissouza Luke not notably team, does not enjoy go. watching Kansas basketball. Yeah, let's no, let's make okay. a small caveat of all this. Yeah, no, he's he's all my relatives are Jayhawks fans. By the way, he's been scored. They're all from there. Yeah, that's right. A lot of them. A lot of them are from there. My dad's side, well, half my dad's side of the family. So yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. So, yeah, give me Kansas. Uh, Also on Wednesday, just throwing this in there, Creighton at Seton Hall. Seton Hall, your six-point favorites. Give me Creighton plus six. It's a great game in the Big East. I think it it does determine, you know, probably a three, four seed. Is Creighton going to be that high? Maybe not. Maybe a five seed. Um, Seton Hall by six. Who's at home? Seton Hall. Seton Hall's home team, yeah. Another game I wouldn't touch, but. There's no team that's on fire more than Creighton right Look, now. I'm not picking the easy ones in the Big East. Um, I would take I would take Creighton here, getting six. That's Seton me. Hall at home is a weapon. Give me give me the Pirates. All right, I like it. Thursday out west, Colorado at Oregon. Ooh, Oregon what's three the point line? favorites. Are Oregon's favorite? Yeah. Didn't they just lose to Oregon State? Who the hell loses to Oregon? Oregon's State? been Oregon all State. over the place this year. I can't yeah. figure that team out. Everybody loves them, though. Everybody loves I've them. I've always loved them. It's Oregon. because of Peyton Pritchard. That's the reason. Yeah, it's just like they they watch them play and they're like, oh, Oregon's great. Like Taylor, if you rewind through like episodes three through five, it's just Taylor being like, well, let me tell you about Oregon. Um, but yeah, so who do you like in this matchup, Taylor? <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to take Oregon coming off two losses on the road at Stanford and at Oregon State, which is tough. But I'll tell you why. I feel like Colorado is a very good team, but they are significantly better at home. And mm. like that, the boulder bump or whatever they, I don't, I just made that up. I don't think people actually call it that, mm. but you know, it's a big difference. Their home court advantage is a huge difference. So they're a diff, kind of a different team mm-hmm. um, when they go away. So I, I, I like Oregon here. Okay. I just want a listener to tell me who Data Altman looks like in my life or <laughs> in celebrity life. <laughs> The closest I can think of is Kirk Russell playing Herb Brooks. That's the closest I can think of. But somebody, some listener, please tell me who Data looks like. I can kind it's of. It's been see killing it. me for years. I had to look him up. What else do we have? Kind of looks like James Conn in Misery. Oh, I have to pick okay. this game, don't I? Wait, yeah. what's the line again? Yeah. I was it's Oregon three point favorites. Where's the game? At Oregon. Huh. Oregon off two straight. I don't losses. even know what you guys picked. Phil I was completely spacing there. out. Phil Knight will be there. I'm really? on Oregon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this. He used a waffle iron to make the first shoes. <laughs> pre fawn pre lives, baby. I'll go with you guys. Consensus. I'll take Oregon. Oh right. no, no, I was going. Yeah, Mike's definitely on Colorado. Gonna He's definitely Colorado. Colorado. Colorado's better. Classic. <laughs> they anytime, are better. Anytime I mean, Mike starts out his pick for a game, saying, "I really like this team. They've been on fire. They're doing great." I really like them. Oh, I'm picking the other way. You know what's what's interesting about Colorado to me is I would never touch that game. Like Ty, Tyler Bay is you know kind of deemed as like their best player. But yet you watch him play and you're like, oh, you know, I don't really even notice him. That's how good everybody else in Colorado yeah. is. You know, McKinley Wright, he's like the Fats Russell of the West Coast. What a stud. What, enjoy watching that dude play. Well, I mean, McKinley Wright is an absolute beast. Deshaun Schwartz is, really, is, is a he's great player for them. Peyton Richard up. Peyton Pritchard, sorry. I like the Colorado team, too. I'm with you. I like Colorado. All but right. I heard about Knight being in the building, and I I, I just couldn't get that all coming out of my head. So uh, that what, same night, Thursday game? night, is this the last one? No, we got we got one or two more. 
Iowa at Indiana. Iowa, your one-point favorites. Indiana's fallen off recently. I, I do not like the way they're playing. Give me wait, wait, Iowa are favorites or underdogs? They're one-point favorites on the road. So it's at Indiana. That's the thing. Ugh, you guys go first. I need to think about this. No, I got I got Indiana here, no doubt. I think Archie turns it around. I think it's a must-win game against Iowa. Um, I think you know Indiana has the bigs to be able to contain Garza to a certain degree. You cannot contain Garza. <laughs> you can't cannot be those, those bows don't lie. Here, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm on uh, I'm on Indiana here. I mean, I hmm. feel like I hmm. anytime you start to get excited about Iowa, they like drop a loss that makes me a little less excited, a little inconsistent. Uh, I'm just going to take the home team here. Give me Indiana as well. I'm going with Iowa. I'm, I'm going against the with you. Good. I feel like this game's going to be a pick em, but um, this is the end for Indiana. Okay. <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> Taylor, the way you look to me right there. I didn't have anything to say in response to that. I was just like, great. Archie Miller is a great coach. I'm very excited about this next one, which I picked just for Mike. How many of these do we have? We, this is your last one. Oh, then this we're is, doing lock of the week. This ends. This ends the uh, ends the week. Here we go. Yale, Princeton. Yale oh. at Princeton. The Jadwin Gymnasium. Uh, what's the line? You, is it at Jadwin? I, I don't care what the line is. I'm taking Yale. Princeton is garbage. <laughs> You're, Sorry, Mike. They're tied atop the. They're tied uh, atop Ivy the Ivy League conference. Five and one each. Princeton is not a good team. Yale. <laughs> Yale uh, survived with a miracle against Harvard on Yale, last Friday. Yale. Six point favorites. Wait, did they win that game? No, yeah, they, Har- Harvard. They lost to Harvard. They lost to Harvard because they missed the free throw. Yeah, they right. they lost to Harvard mm-hmm. and yeah. You tried to get a four point play. Anyways, Princeton's um, not a good basketball team. I'm sorry. I know you went there. J- J- <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Lewin has been a bit of a disappointment. He was our first top 100 recruit in I don't know ever. And um, yeah, yes. Deep dive on Princeton basketball. Yeah, he was, episode uh, two of this yeah. podcast. Let's go. Mike saying not, our. He's saying my and us and I, our. It's I'm amazing. I'm not even looking at the stats. I can tell you, he's shooting 25 percent from three right now. He is. Well, I am looking at the stats, and you're right. <laughs> so what's the line? What's the line? Six points. Yale the favorite. God, it's not enough. <laughs> it's, it's not, not enough. It's not even close. Is to his name Jalen Llewellyn? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. J- Lewin, Lewin. Lewin. I mean, that's okay. what you pretty like. It looks Lu- like, like Lewin Davis. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. Um, Llewellyn, what a great name. Lock of the week. I'm going Virginia. It's gonna be. It, it's a culmination. So you taking what's Yale? Building. Yeah. I'm yeah. I think, yeah I, I'll I, take. I I'll take Princeton. Okay, you don't just go you. into Princeton and win. Just to support Mike. Here we go. go <laughs> Princeton is not good. Lock of the week. Virginia. Four points. Not enough. This is the. They open up. Notre Dame. Mike Bray versus Tony Bennett. We have the track record. They've never defeated Virginia in a regular season game. Wahoo's at home. John Paul Jones Arena. It's happening. Coming off a loss. I love Virginia coming off a loss. Except for that one three-game losing streak this year. Mm. That wasn't fun. Okay, Mike, your lock of the week. You should just go in No, there, I'll go please. last. I'll go last. Taylor, okay. give me yours. Give My me yours. lock of the week is the same as it is every week. NC State to cover against Syracuse. Let's go Wolfpack. <laughs> Let's make the tournament. Second, second weekend team. That's the most ridiculous thing we've heard all week. They won't even be in like the second day of the ACC tournament. Or the NIT. Yeah, they'll be. Yeah, well. Um. All right. Let me let me think a little bit about what mine is. All right. So I did not come prepared for my lock of the week this week. Um, well, you've been spitting knowledge all podcast long. You might. 
I feel like you you should have come to some sort of conclusion. Yeah, you would think. Um, you know what? I'll give you guys one. I'll give you I'll give you a little little sticky nug. Saturday, February fifteenth, right after Valentine's Day, after you've after you've had your had your time, you sit down and you just make money on Stanford wrecking Arizona. Arizona is one of the worst shooting teams in the country. Stanford is on the upswing. I like what they're doing. I think they are. They're at home. Potentially going to be a pick'em. I like Stanford oh, wow. all day against Arizona. You know who likes Arizona a lot in this podcast? Who? Taylor. <laughs> it's true. Nico Manion. He's always yeah, like, I love it. <laughs> always had a soft spot for him.